I know how to make everybody around me happy. And the trouble with that is that when you're habituated to that pattern as a highly sensitive person and an empath, what you've done is you've programmed yourself to pay external attention more than internal attention. And so what happens is you know everything about everyone else, but you feel like a stranger to yourself. And imagine you're a purpose-driven entrepreneur. How can you know that your business, your vision, your impact are actually in integrity to you if you don't know yourself? Your inner voice has been drowned out by the noise around you, but you've always had a deep desire to make a difference. And now you're ready to step into your greatness and develop the identity you need to build towards your ultimate goal. Welcome to the Mindset Horizon podcast. Making the world a better place by unleashing human potential will help you create your own reality by increasing your self-awareness, cultivating an unstoppable mindset, and finally finding the passion, purpose, and true self so that you can live the life you are always destined to live. Now, welcome your host, a lifelong learner and growth mindset savant, a former architect turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Tibor Nagy. What is up, Mindset Nation? Welcome back to the Mindset Horizon podcast. I'm immensely grateful for each and every one of you who tuned into this podcast today, the Mindset Horizon podcast. And if you feel like you're getting value out of these conversations, I would highly encourage you to join the Mindset Nation Facebook group, a global community of Mindset Horizon, where I'm there every single day to support you, to answer your questions, either if it's connected to the podcast episode topics, or if it's connected to your goals and aspirations in life and business, I am there to support you for free every single day. On top of all that, I go live every Thursday in the Facebook group where I interview one of our community members. We talk about mindset, personal development, and entrepreneurship, but more importantly, I wanted to interview the members of the Mindset Nation community so that we can get to know each other even more. You can join the community at MindsetHorizon.com forward slash MindsetNation. Once again, MindsetHorizon.com forward slash MindsetNation. Or simply go to our website, MindsetHorizon.com. And in the main menu on the top of the site, you will find a button that says MindsetNation. And there you can join the global community of like-minded listeners. I'm super excited to welcome you and connect with you in the Facebook group. And now let me introduce today's guest. So my guest today is Lola Pickett, who empowers empaths and sensitive folks to rewire their brains, bodies, and behavior for internal and external resilience, shifting from self-repression to soul expression. She's the published author of The Wild Messenger's Alchemical Tarot, host of the Empath to Power podcast, founder of Empathology, an emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual resiliency training program. Her offerings blend cutting-edge neuroscience with trauma healing, herbalism, permaculture, ritual, and play to create powerful and lasting results. When she's not facilitating transformational work, you will find Lola on a hike, wild crafting medicines, and loving up on her husband, kids, and kitten in the mountains north of San Diego, California. At the beginning of today's episode, we talk about Lola's entrepreneurial journey, how she realized that she was a highly sensitive empath, and how she evolved into the successful being she is today. In the middle of the episode, we deconstruct how highly sensitive empaths can overcome fear and anxiety, procrastination and people-pleasing, and how they can succeed and thrive in life and business. 
Closer to the end of this episode, Lola also talks about the different types of impacts and what their superpowers are. In the end, Lola recommends transformational books to the listeners. If you want to find out more about today's guest, then check out the free resources, book recommendations, and detailed show notes. Simply head over to our website, mindsethorizon.com forward slash podcast. That's again, mindsethorizon.com forward slash podcast. You can also use the search bar on our website where you can simply type in Lola Pickett to find the episode's show notes page. And so Mindset Nation, without any further ado, let's welcome today's incredible guest. Hi, Lola, and welcome to the Mindset Horizon podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Tibor. It's great to be here. Yeah, I am super excited. I was excited when I was preparing for this conversation and I was doing my research. Um, And I was wondering how to start this conversation. And I think I wanted to ask about this. So when did you realize and how did you realize that you are a highly sensitive empath? (laughs) Well, I think deep down inside, I've known it for my whole life because from a very young age, people would say, oh, you're so sensitive or, oh, you take everything so personally. You should really try to, you know, calm down or, well, I don't know why it's so hard for you to, you know, navigate blah, blah, blah. And so even though I didn't know there was like a terminology for my experience, I understood very early on that I was feeling things differently from what it seemed like most other people were feeling more intensely than other people. And it wasn't until actually just a few years ago that I finally put the dots together for myself because I've never really resonated with other content aimed to you know, inspire and educate empaths. It's never really landed for me. So mm-hmm. I thought, oh, that's that's just not me. I have a different mindset. I have a different kind of belief system. So I wasn't digging kind of what people were putting down about it. And and yet when I started to do some personal research because of some clients that I was serving at the time, I started to realize this is me too. Wait a minute. And actually, if I look back and kind of put my own framework around this and my own perspective on this, I really could have empowered myself a long time ago to to overcome my fears of success, to see myself through things like procrastination and perfectionism. Um, And so I found out that there's a whole huge population of people like me who are sitting around sabotaging themselves and protecting themselves from their own success because they don't realize that they are highly sensitive and empathic. And so that's what I've really built my offerings around now. And it's just been amazing um, to see so many folks resonating with the way that I approach living as a sensitive soul and, you know, kind of just putting a different spin on how to even know that that's you. It's really interesting because um, first and foremost, one of my intentions with this conversation is to help those um, aspiring impact-driven entrepreneurs who want to step into their greatness and they feel that they want to become this leader, but they might be highly sensitive and they want to overcome the fear of success and everything that you talked about. Uh, But before we dive into those topics, I'm curious about your entrepreneurial journey. So as far as I know, you started your entrepreneurial journey in 2011. And then how did you evolve into this person who you are today? (laughs) I love this question so much. So yes, I started, I broke away from my corporate job back in um, 2011 after a big wake-up call with the birth of my first child. 
And actually, I was I was working at a job from home, which was great, but the job itself and the company I worked for was totally out of integrity with what I actually believe in as a person. And so, of course, I wasn't very excited to go to work every day. And, you know, yeah. so I was taking a break and looking at social media, and there was this poem that somebody happened to post on Facebook right when I was on there. And it said, all parents are liars because they will tell their children that they can be whoever they want to be when they grow up. And yet, what do they do with their own lives? And I just sat there and I was like, oh my God, I have my child, you know, my, my little child laying on the floor next to me while I work from home at this job I don't even believe in, getting um, paid hardly anything. I'm, I know I'm made for more than this. And I'm not going to be one of those parents that lies to their kids about this. I want to change my life. And, you know, of course, it's easier said than done, but that moment was really a turning point for me. And so I started to get curious about, well, what do I have to offer? You know, how can I begin to translate some of the things that I've developed in my various corporate career, which was quite variegated, trying to jump from thing to thing, figuring out what was right for me. Um, but I but I had a lot of uh, graphic design experience and marketing experience. So I decided to start there and began to offer myself as a freelancer, as well as taking online courses about how to be a you know an entrepreneur. And very quickly, I realized that I had a knack for marketing and design. And people would ask me, how did I do something or who created that for you? And I'd be like, hey, that was me. And by the way, you can hire me for that. And so um, it was really cool because I had this crazy job I hated. And and I had um, my very first month in entrepreneurship, I had a $10,000 month. And I was Whoa. like... Um, I've obviously been looking down the wrong avenue for my success. I'm out of here. And I, I quit my job. I gave my, my notice. And I remember my boss so clearly, like it's yesterday saying, I'll see you here in three months when you fail. <laughs> wow. And I, I didn't fail. Um, I haven't looked back since then. And of course my career has evolved as I've gotten more clear on who I am as a person, what my impact goals are. And really where my like sweet spot is as a service provider. And what I found was I was always coaching folks on being visible, on stepping into the vision I could see for their brand that they were like, ooh, I, that's like too, that's too nice. That's too professional. People are going to expect too much from me if that's my, my logo or my website. And it was like, well, but this is who you really are. So now we have to have a conversation about really seeing yourself and believing in yourself and trusting yourself and stepping into scary territories and, you know, what do you need to, to do for yourself in order to make that possible? And so that's kind of how my career direction started to evolve into more mentoring and coaching. And, and now I very specifically serve the highly sensitive and empath population with um, the same tools that I've learned over the years. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. And I was just wondering, so why do you serve these people particularly? Like, uh, were you attracted to them uh, for some reason? And and what is the reason? I think they were attracted to me because they could see Ooh. I was like them even before I could see that about myself. So it it turned out that all of my clients, like from the very beginning, are highly sensitive empaths. And, you know, we weren't having that specific conversation. But now, of course, 2020 hindsight, I can see very clearly, oh, this is who I've always worked with, who's always been drawn to me. And actually, if I use that language, I'm going to be more successful at communicating the value of what I offer and reaching these people. And the reason why it matters to me so much to uplift and empower this population with resiliency is that I have a deep 
deep, like bone deep belief that leadership in our world at all levels of society from, you know, individual households all the way up to governance, we need more heart-centered, highly sensitive, empathic people in those positions of leadership. And right now, the dynamics of power are such that most sensitive souls don't feel safe succeeding to that level, being seen to that level, um, taking a stand and having those kinds of boundaries. It just feels like it's totally out of reach. And I want to change that because I believe that together we're going to create a much more resilient um, species, you know, much more resilient culture, a more compassionate culture worldwide. Wow. Uh, that's beautiful. I couldn't agree more. And uh, I was excited about this conversation just because of this topic, because I want to have a deep dive into this, how we can support these uh, highly sensitive people. And one of the things you have is the quiz uh, that people can take. I took the quiz and it turns out, well, I had a guess that I'm I'm an empath, but it turns out I'm an emotional empath. Ooh. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know how you can, you know. Uh, <laughs> how I can, can see you so clearly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I was just wondering because, you know, these people want to step into their greatness and uh, they want to become leaders. And what are some of the things that they struggle with, you know, based on your experience as you were working with them? Yeah. So I've actually come up with this term, which is not a, a medical diagnostic term, but it's nonetheless descriptive of a very common set of experiences shared by highly sensitive people and empaths. And that term is called empath stress disorder. And so this is where the conversation really diverges from kind of the common conversations around empath life and highly sensitive life. Because what I found is that most folks who are suffering from what I call empath stress disorder don't even know they're empaths, but they are experiencing consistent patterns of things like chronic procrastination, knowing exactly what you need to do, but somehow not being able to follow through on it, staying distracted, protecting yourself, numbing out, um, shiny object syndrome, feeling like you can't be creative if you don't, you know, if you commit fully to an idea. So these ideas as entrepreneurs can really get us in trouble because we, instead of fully rooting into, you know, one offering, one community, one, one creation, we either procrastinate following through on it or we consistently try new things. And after having yes. done that <laughs> myself and making that mistake for a long time, too long, I realized that it was partially because I was I was um, protecting myself from my success uh, by way of procrastination, shiny object syndrome, even perfectionism. So these things I have found to be common to, I would say, almost 100% of the folks in my community. Like, I didn't know I was highly sensitive, but I sure know I put off what I need to do, even though I know what I need to do. And I know I keep chasing the next certification and, and validation because I don't feel like I'm ready to offer myself as a service provider, as an expert. Um, there's also a chronic experience of anxiety. Most of my clients are also introverted. Um, and that introversion may not be personality-based. It may be because you are picking up on energy and emotions unconsciously, and you feel extremely fatigued when you're around other people. So there's a lot going on with our nervous systems that we can begin to make sense of and then empower ourselves in with different patterns so that we can stop 
protecting ourselves from the awesome life and impact we're here to have. Yeah. So uh, you've mentioned uh, protecting yourself from success. So how did it look like and what did you do or what do people do when they do this? And uh, yeah, what are some of your experiences? Yeah. So some of the signs that you might be protecting yourself from success are um, kind of like the up-down plateau where you, for example, if you have a pattern of getting into debt, you get into debt to some degree, you get out of debt, and then you find yourself not too long afterwards getting right back into debt to the same amount over and over again. It's like you just can't quite get yourself out of that recurring, repeating pattern. It also happens with income plateaus. So for myself, I had a plateau in my business for about three years where we made 250K every single year. Not a bad income at all, right? Like that's a great income. But we couldn't seem, no matter what we tried, no matter what our offers were, no matter what our positioning was, we couldn't seem to bust through that plateau. And one of the reasons this happens is that our nervous system, what I've discovered about brain psychology and physiobiology and neuroscience is that when our nervous system doesn't feel safe in a perceived experience or a perceived environment, it will default to patterns of protection and safety. And so my nervous system felt scared of the unknown that would come with earning more than $250,000 a year. And so unbeknownst to me, my body was helping inform my behaviors to keep me at that level, no matter what I did. That's really interesting. So first and foremost, I appreciate you sharing that so openly. Second <laughs> of all, I was just wondering, you know, what what was the feeling connected to the unknown. So what what is the unknown feeling connected to earning more? Yeah, I think it's just, um, you know, what is this going to require of me? Am I mm -hmm. going to be even busier? Mm -hmm. Am I going to have even less time for my kids? Am I going to have that much more trolling and, you know, sideways distracting comments that pull me out of my, my center? Um, am I going to have my family start to feel confronted by me exceeding their level of success? Am I going to lose friends over this? Am I going to be seen as greedy? So those are some of the fears that we might, might be somewhat aware of that we have, but those are really common, um, really, really common as a part of the unknown factor of success. Yeah. And, and there's one thing you've mentioned is losing friends or yeah. we might say losing connections, which is very much connected to the survival uh, mechanism, I think. And then you've mentioned, yeah, so that's kind of like the fear of success. So you had a, a certain level, but anybody, for example, let's say, who is trying to start a business or trying to scale a business, there's going to be this fear of success. So how can people start working on it? And I wouldn't say overcome it because I don't think... <laughs> can be overcome based on my experience and the conversations <laughs> that I had on this podcast. <laughs> I would agree with that. Runs, yeah, it's going to be there. But um, what did you do or how do you handle this? Yeah, so this is what I get so passionate about. And, and the core kind of premise for my work is that what we need is full spectrum resilience. And that comes from learning how to support our nervous systems differently so that we can hold ourselves as centered, grounded, confident, and um, courageous, especially when we're uncertain and fearful. 
Um, it's also learning how to have mental boundaries inside of our own thought processes. What do we allow to be persistent in our own minds? Whose influential voices are we choosing to listen to? We also have a variety of other boundaries we need to learn how to set um, and also prepare ourselves for what I call the boundary bounce back effect, which is the side effect of setting boundaries where you know certain people might not like it that you are suddenly more boundaried in your life and more certain about what you want and what you don't want. Um, and there's a number of other methods and factors into creating full spectrum resilience, like learn, learning how to work with your senses, your physical senses, like sight, sound, um, taste, touch, learning how to work with those almost in like an ancient ancestral sense so that you can dial back or dial up your sensory gating mechanisms to be more tuned in or less tuned in, depending on what your body needs to stay focused. There's all kinds of really cool things that we can do with that. So these are the things that I teach inside my programs and with my private clients that are the thing that helps them actualize all the strategies they've learned, all of the, the marketing skills, all the copywriting, all the branding that they've invested in. Yeah. If, you, if you've done all those things, but you don't have personal resilience, multifaceted resilience, you will never stop protecting yourself from where you want to go because your body just doesn't feel safe. One of your programs is Empathology. It's an eight-week resilience training program. So is it the program where you talk about this? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so cool to see what's possible. You know, we start with a nervous system because mm -hmm. if you don't have that foundation, you can't just slap new behavior patterns and boundaries onto a body that's like, but wait, ice cream. <laughs> you know, I need, I, that's what's going to make me feel okay with all the things I'm feeling. Um, and, and whose stuff am I feeling anyway? You know, so we have a lot of foundational work that we do in there first. And then we start to get into the sensory gating aspect and working with the senses differently, boundaries, um, and then relationship resilience and success resilience, because that's where we all want to be going with this. That's really interesting. And I was wondering who is the target audience for this for this program? Yeah, our best and most successful resilient rock stars is what we call them. Wow. Um, are, are entrepreneurial. They are folks who know they're called for more, who are misfitted, don't fit into the societal boxes, especially when it comes to career. Um, and so they're driven to create something different and they're tired of almost making it. What is up, Mindset Nation? I hope you guys are enjoying today's episode and we're going to get back to this conversation very soon after thanking to our sponsors. I'm immensely grateful for each and every one of you who tuned into this podcast today, the Mindset Horizon podcast. And if you feel like you're getting value out of these conversations and want to learn more about mindset, entrepreneurship, or podcasting, or simply you want to hang out with other like-minded listeners, I would highly encourage you to join the Mindset Nation Facebook group, a global community of Mindset Horizon, where I'm there every single day to answer your questions, either if it's connected to the podcast, episode topics, or if it's connected to your goals and aspirations in life and business, I am there to support you for free every single day. On top of all that, I go live every Thursday for at least 30 minutes so that we can get to know each other even more. I can answer your questions or teach you more about mindset, entrepreneurship, content marketing, branding, or podcasting. You can join the Mindset Nation community at mindsethorizon.com forward slash mindset nation. Once again, mindsethorizon.com forward slash mindset nation. 
or simply go to our website mindsethorizon.com and in the main menu on the top of the site, you will find a button that says Mindset Nation and there you can join the global community of like-minded listeners. I'm super excited to welcome you and connect with you in the Facebook group and until then, be limitless, my friend. As a mission and impact-driven entrepreneur, thought leader, visionary, and changemaker, have you ever thought of increasing your online visibility, building credibility, and scaling your impact and business by starting your own podcast? If you've answered this question with hell yeah, now this is your chance. According to Edison Research in the US, podcasting is one of the fastest growing medium. So if you're ready to start your own podcast, build credibility and scale your impact and business, I have good news for you. I provide one-on-one mentoring and group coaching programs where I teach how to start your own epic podcast from scratch, build credibility and scale your online presence and business. You can read more about these services at mindsethorizon.com forward slash podcast mentoring. That's again, mindsethorizon.com forward slash podcast mentoring. On top of all that, I provide a 30-minute free discovery call where we can see if podcasting is something that can help you scale your brand and business. You can book a free discovery call with me at mindsethorizon.com forward slash free call. That's again, mindsethorizon.com forward slash free call. Or simply shoot me an email at tibor at mindsethorizon.com. That's T-I-B-O-R, tibor at mindsethorizon.com. So Mindset Nation, without any further ado, let's get back to today's mindset transforming conversation. That is our our true ideal customer for the program. We have all kinds of folks in there. We have parents and you know people who are mid-level managers in corporate jobs or HR wow. department leaders, things like that as well. Um, so it's not just limited to entrepreneurs, but I, I'm an entrepreneur and so I have like a special place in my heart for the type of person that has that kind of vision and just mm. needs some internal support structures to see it through. Yeah. Wow. It's really interesting. And um, there is one thing um, you kind of talk about, or you've mentioned somewhere that without a resilient, without a resilient nervous system, it's impossible to live your purpose. So <laughs> what do you mean by that? I mean that if your body is hell bent on keeping you safe and your purpose is outside of that box you've built around yourself, you'll never step into it. Amazing. And, and, you know, I, I truly believe in this, that, you know, fear is one of the biggest thing, one of the biggest things that hold us back. And so you kind of like have to, uh, put this in place before you can scale something or start a business, uh, because it can hold you back. And, um, when it comes to, being highly sensitive in your podcast, for example, Empath to Power. Mm-hmm. Um, in the introduction episode, I guess you talked about, you know, perfectionism. So some of the common traits that empaths and highly sensitive people have. So what are some of those common traits? Yeah. So we talked a lot about procrastination already, but that's one yeah. of them as well as perfectionism. And people pleasing, you know, having a hard time taking an action or speaking up in a way that you know is going to make somebody else uncomfortable mm-hmm. or or potentially risk being rejected by or judged by that person. It comes back to that tribal survival instinct. And that that instinct tends to be very, very strong with empaths and highly sensitive people. And it's actually 
a pattern that can be rooted in trauma and not not necessarily big, you know, traumatic event style trauma or chronic trauma, but, you know, even a little bit of bullying here and there at school can set the pattern of I'm not safe unless I know how to make everybody around me happy. And the trouble with that is that when you're habituated to that pattern as a highly sensitive person and an empath, what you've done is you've programmed yourself to pay external attention more than internal attention. And so what happens is you know everything about everyone else, but you feel like a stranger to yourself. And imagine you're a purpose-driven entrepreneur. Mm. How can you know that your business, your vision, your impact are actually in integrity to you if you don't know yourself? You cannot be in integrity until you know who you are. And that's, of course, like a lifelong journey. But if you have a pattern of protection to attend to everybody else and really placate other people, there's really no way for you to have that internal intimacy until you begin to turn that pattern around. And that requires a whole lot of neurobiological processes to make it feel okay to do that. And like you're not turning into a narcissist all of a sudden, like, you know, it's not yeah. arrogant to, to, to attend to who you are and what you need. Wow, that's really interesting. Uh, people pleasing, I think it's a huge, huge thing. Yeah. Uh, even to be able to say no, for example, and, and things like that. And uh, I can relate definitely all three or four. I don't know how many of you talked about. <laughs> right, it's like, oh, crap, that's me. I didn't even think I was an empath until right now. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, <laughs> emotional, <laughs> not just not just pure yeah. impact, you know, emotional. <laughs> that's right. Well, and that's that's really key information because I think knowing what type of empath you are, which folks can find out on the quiz, which I think is going to be in the show notes. Yeah. Um, you you get a sense of not only what are your unique kind of particular struggles that are associated with that type of empathy, but also what are your gifts and what are some of the most natural, low-hanging fruit, easeful paths you can take as a as a provider, as a coach, as an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. um, to make the most of your your inherent gifts, the gifts you were born with. Mm-hmm. And you might not even know that those are gifts of yours because it's just how you are, right? It's like, oh, I didn't know that was a special thing that not everybody else has. Like, no, that is a special thing. And actually people pay good money for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I you know, I, I'm interested in this uh, topic of figuring out your superpowers. And mm-hmm. um, and um, I had a session with someone before and uh, what we, uh, we came to the realization that I'm a calm explorer, so I like adventure, but I'm also grounded and calm. So as a person, as a personality, now I'm an empath and then um, emotional, highly sensitive. So it's interesting. I'm I'm curious. That's why I started the podcast. You talked about, you know, having a lot of ideas as an entrepreneur. I totally have that. And I think many people have. And uh, my mantra is focus follow one course until success nowadays, you know, with the podcast, especially. (laughs) And it's just because I have so many ideas, right? So I used to work as an architect, by the way. And and I heard that. I love that. Yeah. So um, I usually share this on the podcast and um, that's why I have, I think, many ideas, but I think it's important to also focus 
and um, follow one course until success. I think it's just hard to find. I'm thinking about aspiring entrepreneurs, what that is, right? Just um, kind of like having this clarity, what you want to double down, so to speak, and focus on for a longer term. It's a challenge. Um, and if you're if you're highly sensitive and empathic, your nervous system is kind of wired to be more prone to stress states, to anxiety, to um, fatigue, to adrenal burnout, these things. And so what happens in, very interestingly is that even down to the pupils of your eyes, you are less able to focus when you are more stressed because our body is going back into those where's the threat type of mindset. And what happens is your eyes dilate to take in a wider view so that you can see more, you know, quickly to determine is it fight, flight, or or um, freeze time? You know, which one should I be choosing? And so you're in this state so often that your body actually inhibits you from staying focused on your task, staying focused on your one bridge you're building in your business, staying focused on that one thing you know you need to do today. So if that's been your experience, you know, some to those of you who are listening, like I have a hard time focusing or trusting this one idea, you need to learn how to support your system to go into a parasympathetic state, a relaxed state, a restorative state more often so that even down to the pupils of your eyes, that they can narrow down again and you can begin to focus on what you've got to do. Yeah, absolutely. And um, what are some of the things that you do? I mean, I'm thinking about practice to um, tap into this parasympathetic nervous system or get to this point where you relax. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, because we, you know, a safety and 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 threat um, <laughs> have come up a, a couple of times and I was wondering what to do yeah. uh, with this thing, right? Yeah, well, one of my most impactful books, which I know is one of your favorite questions to ask, but um, it's, yeah. all about, <laughs> it's all about the healing power of the vagus nerve, and it's by Stanley Rosenberg. And I mention that right now because from that book, I learned this very simple exercise you can do to basically support your vagus nerve. The vagus nerve is one of the longest nerves in our body. And there's never actually, heard, to be honest. <laughs> so awesome. It's so awesome. It's like the control center for our moods and for whether we feel safe to relate and stay energized and not go into those um, fight or flight reflexes in particular. And mm-hmm. so when you're feeling relaxed but engaged, that's the vagus nerve state. And you really want to be in that state, especially, especially as an entrepreneur. And you can get yourself into that state when you're stressed to kind of help you see yourself through resistance and some of these patterns of protection. So I, I made a video on YouTube walking folks through. It's just like three minutes or so. Wow. It's really, really easy. But essentially, for those of you listening, if you're not driving a car, I can walk you through how to do it really quick. Cool. So what you do is you are going to lay down flat on the floor, or you can do this sitting upright, but it's like easier to practice at first laying down. And no pillow behind you, just flat. And you're going to interlace your fingers and wrap them behind the the cradle of your head, you know, that part of your skull right above the the neck. And you just hold your head kind of elbows out wide and 
you're going to, without moving your head, only move your eyes all the way that you can to the right. Mm -hmm. And you're just going to do that and hold that position. It can be a little bit uncomfortable because your posture is different than usual. And, you know, it's like moving your eyes in a way that's not typical, but you're going to do that and hold it until you feel kind of a settling down in your body. You might even take a deeper exhale or like a deeper inhale. (sighs) And you can just kind of get the sense that your body's kind of calming, not like getting sleepy. It's just calming a bit. And when that happens, you shift your gaze back over to the other direction, to the left in this case, and do the same thing. And you just look all the way that you can without moving your head. So your head stays forward facing and your eyes only move over to the left. And you hold that until that same sensation happens. And what you have just done is brought your ventral vagal nerve into a state of social relatability. And it helps you see see yourself through um, those moments where you're getting into a stress state and it's not helping you stay focused. I do this before mm. recording podcasts even, wow. especially if I'm like, oh, I'm just not in the mood today, or I don't even know what we're going to talk about, or, you know, just whatever is coming up. It's like, well, I don't, you know, I need to show up for this and I need to show up for this present and engaged and not resistant. And so I'll do that. It takes about 30 seconds to a minute once you get good at it. And there you go. You can show up. Wow. That's that's pretty powerful. Thank you so much for sharing that. And uh, that's a great topic, actually. That would be awesome for another <laughs> podcast, uh, Interview Mastery Show, because I have a routine before I jump on a call with someone. So I just uh, do some push-ups and I jump to get right. into a different state, right? So that's my intention with that. Because before the interview, I might have been doing something different, right? maybe it was a a deep focus work or something and I want to get into a different state. So thanks for sharing that. That's really, really cool. And um, yeah. And um, I was wondering because I'm an emotional empath and then um, when someone takes a quiz, there are, as far as I know, nine types of empath. So what are, what are those types? Mm. So I'm a communication empath, which is the third most common that I see from the quiz results. Mm-hmm. And what a communication empath does, and I won't I won't go through each of them because we could just talk about that for like all day. But yeah. uh, <laughs> but for a communication <laughs> empath, you essentially know what someone needs to hear. You know what words to choose. You're very intuitive with being able to communicate powerfully and create resonance. And so there's a lot of influence that you can create with, you know, your marketing, with your copywriting, with things like podcasting. Um, But there's a shadow side to it as well as there is with all of the empath types. And that is, it can very easily go into manipulation or unintentional, right? Like shadowy stuff. Because you could use that for, for ill. You know, you could use that to influence somebody in a direction that's not for their highest good. And so you mm-hmm. really have to be deeply in integrity with who you are as a person and what your intentions and motivations are and consistently mm-hmm. be doing that kind of personal work to, you know, make sure you're not going into that unconsciously. So wow. great wow. opportunities. 
especially for entrepreneurs, we need these skills. And it's a, it's this marketing superpower to be a communication empath, in my opinion. I mean, all of the empaths are marketing superheroes, which is a whole topic on my podcast. It's like, we can use these superpowers for, for great good to connect with our ideal clients. Um, Wow. Other types are vibrational. So that's somebody who really connects with the vibes, with the energy of other people and um, is able to like perceive that at a very deep level. Often it's unconscious. You know, you can just walk into a room full of people and immediately get the vibe without even necessarily knowing that that's what's going on. And their opportunity is to really influence the vibe, influence the frequency to radiate out who you um, are so that you don't get so influenced by external factors that aren't in your control. Wow. That's, yeah, really important. So interesting, yeah. <laughs> and and then there's other types like a spatial empath who is deeply tuned into environments, energies of environments, even histories of environments can go into a a house and feel, you know, like, ooh, there's something up with this house, like something strange might have happened here or Ooh, this place feels really good. There's not even anybody in it, you know, but they can kind of feel that energy and they're very energized by going out into nature. Um, their opportunity is to learn how to navigate normal life and normal spaces that have all kinds of energies, you know, included with them and and to be able to really thrive regardless of how a space feels. Um, they're very, very good at doing things like interior design also very good graphic designers because they can create a specific energetic to a space or an experience. Wow. Sounds awesome. So cool, right? Um, Yeah. Yeah. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Then there's herbal empaths who are very connected to plants. Great herbalists, very good healers. There's somatic empaths who are naturally gifted at things like massage, at medical mediumship even where, you know, they might feel something in their body that's related to what somebody else is experiencing or what they need to know. Um, there's also animal empaths, psychic empaths, spiritual empaths. It's it's really specific. And I've had yeah. a great time developing the quiz because um, I thought to myself, you know, how can I make this fun and quick, but really get to the meat of it in just a few questions. And I really think we accomplished that. And we've had, you know, thousands of folks take it at this point. And it's been so cool to see so many people saying, oh my God, how'd you do that in six questions? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing. I, I highly recommend it. And, uh, you know, emotional empath is, 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 is my type. So what are some of the pros and cons, if you may? <laughs> yeah. So the pros are you feel people and you feel what other people are feeling. So you can really step into not just their shoes mentally, where you can like see how they might perceive things, relate to how they're perceiving things. You can actually feel how it feels to have their experiences. And so as an entrepreneur, what an amazing opportunity that is to create offerings that are going to transform how somebody feels, right? Mm, wow. This is yeah. why people say yes to what it is that we offer. It's how we make them feel and how they believe they're going to feel as a result of whatever that offer is. And so you really have some incredible opportunities to create very powerful um, offerings for your community because of that skill set. But you can feel disconnected from your own feelings sometimes. It's maybe hard to gauge whether what you're feeling is actually even yours at all. 
you know, maybe you're being influenced by your partner or your kids or that person across the, the hallway or somebody who you have a connection with who's even across the country that you can still feel. So your your challenge is connecting with yourself and your feelings and really, really getting curious, like, what is it that I need regardless of how I'm feeling or where it's coming from? And how can I step into that? Wow, that's really, really interesting. So uh, I had a conversation with a medium on the show and then awesome. I, I knew I, I, I'm an empath, uh, so it was not brand new to me today, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's it's really great to learn more about different types. And uh, I really appreciate you sharing that. And uh, as we are coming to the end of the episode, well, you already shared a book with the listeners, but I usually ask my guests about book recommendations. If you have anything in mind you would recommend, um, you can share that. Yeah, there's, um, besides the healing power of the vagus nerve, it's actually called Accessing the Healing Power of the Vagus Nerve by Stanley Rosenberg. The other two books that have really shifted a lot for me, one is totally not related to entrepreneurship at all, and that is Plant Intelligence and the Imaginal Realm by an herbalist named Stephen Herod Buner. And the reason that book had so much influence on me is that I understood the mechanisms of sensory gating of our sensory system, the peripheral nervous system, and how much that influences the meanings we make from our life experiences and how little we're able to perceive, how Mm -hmm. programmed we are to perceive a very limited amount of information. And that just by simply learning how not just to shift our perspective, like our mental perspective, but our sensory um, our sensory perception and where we're placing that attention, we can literally change our lives in the blink of an eye because wow. all of a sudden our grid of perception shifts. Uh, and that book is just incredible on any number of different <laughs> reasons. It's just it's so good. So um, yeah. highly recommend that one. He's got yeah. a lot of great books. And I interviewed yeah. him on my podcast as well. He's a great person to talk to. Whoa. And then <laughs> the other awesome. one <laughs> is Mark Manson. I don't know if you know his work, but I love him. He's bold. And his best-selling book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a yeah. Fork, we'll say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not Giving an F is so great for the empath and recovering people pleaser. It's so good. And the thing I took away from that was you never get away from having problems in your life. What your best hope is, is to upgrade the problems you're experiencing. And I just love that so much. Wow. Haven't read it yet. I know the book, uh, but great books. Thanks for sharing that. And before I ask my last question, tell the listeners where they can find you online. What's the best way to connect with you and also where they can find a quiz. Yeah. So my website is Lola Pickett with two T's. Dot com. And if you just go to lolapickett.com slash quiz, that will take you to my what type of empath are you quiz. And it's fun, fast and easy and very insightful, as I'm sure you've heard. Yeah. Um, and the best place to connect with me, I love playing on Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn as well. So you can find me at Lola Pickett um, over there. And I'm at the Lola Pickett across all social platforms. So Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. Um, it's the Lola Pickett. 
Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for sharing the links. And they are going to be in the show notes and available on our website, mindsethorizon.com forward slash podcast, as always. And my last question is, drumroll, please. What is your mission and what is your future vision? Oh, so good. My mission is to change the face of leadership at every level of society by creating a legion of purposeful, heart-centered, resilient empaths. Mm, And my future vision is probably even still too small because my sensory perception is necessarily limited. But I I really envision um, that we stop passing down trauma from generation to generation and really learn how to be resilient with each other, open-hearted toward each other, make space for complexity and nuance, and that that's going to set us free as a species. Wow, that's beautiful uh, and powerful. Thank you so much for sharing. And thank you for all the work that you do. And thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me, Tibor. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of the Mindset Horizon podcast. For more information and resources based on today's discussion, be sure to head to our website, MindsetHorizon.com, where you'll also have the ability to join the Mindset Nation community for more insight and empowerment to help you reach your full potential. That's all available exclusively on MindsetHorizon.com.